time has come to relieve that pain, which will be better for me, but not so enjoyable for all of you. The Pain Clinic Pro Wrestling Talk Show. Can you feel the pain? wrestling fans welcome to the pain clinic for december 9th holidays today national fritter day world pollution prevention day and that's about it uh no birthdays today couldn't find any at least i'm sure there probably are there's probably a lot of people in this world who are enjoying their birthday but no professional wrestling birthdays as far as i know I'll let you know the Pain Clinic is brought to you by Salvatore's Old Fashioned Pizzeria, Palmer's Food Service, and Donuts Delight Empire Culver. Hey, interested in roller derby, want to be a skater, officiate, Rock City Roller Derby needs you. Contact recruitment at rockderbyrecruitment at gmail.com and join Rock City Roller Derby. If you're into the men's team, it's Flower City Fear, F-L-O-U-R, flowercityfear.com. Welcome to the show this Saturday. It looks like I'm solo. I don't see anybody else showing up. Hopefully they got the invites out, but uh, right now we'll start a lot of things we want to talk about today, or, well, I'll bring up at least, and I will chat with you in the chat room as well. So if you have any comments or questions, please uh, please do um, message us in the chat. If you're following us on Facebook Live, that is. Uh, we are on Facebook Live right now. Uh, we got a lot of things to talk about. Von Erichs are going to be on Dynamite this week. Yeet. What? Uh, punk. Which brand will Punk go to? NXT deadline is this weekend, and we've got news and, and rumors and some other stuff, too. So welcome to the show. I am your humble host, the Cash Man, uh, solo right now. We'll see how long that goes. Uh, not very long, I'm guessing, because uh, joining us uh, in just a few seconds here will be the uh, our artiste, uh, Rob Sanderson, and uh, saving me from uh, uh, being a solo uh, pain clinic show uh, host this weekend, but uh, when when Rob's audio connects, we will talk with him. I definitely want to talk to him because we know Mr. Artiste was at the uh, shows uh, last weekend in Erie, the, uh, uh, of course, collision that uh, was there live last Saturday and Rampage as well. So we will talk about that in a minute. But, yeah, there's a few things we want to talk about. There is an NXT uh, premium event tonight. Uh, you got a little preview of it, I guess, when you had uh, Dragon Lee last night out on SmackDown. And, uh, of course, Dom was ringside, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, causing issues for Dragon Lee as well in his match in the tournament to see who gets to take on uh, Logan Paul uh, eventually. I, you know, it, it, it's funny that uh, we have this continental tournament going on in AEW and then, WWE's got to make a tournament, you know, to take on Logan Paul. It's only because Logan Paul's a part-time guy. He'll only be there so many times. And so uh, you can't just 
have him take on people every week. You got to you have a tournament to figure out who the best guy is to take on the, uh, the U S title holder. I don't know about that. Uh, you know, I, I just, you know, I mean, I love tournaments. Don't get me wrong. You know, the, these ones are good and we're going to get some good matchups and stuff. But last night we got Dragon Lee, who's on the show tonight, the NXT deadline show tonight. He, uh, took on, uh, he got to wrestle in the first match of the night last night and unfortunately lost, uh, his opportunity. And, and you know, Dom was, uh, side there, uh, you know, hanging outside. But uh, Mr. Artiste, are you with us? Are you still having you connecting? Still having some issues with uh, the sound? Or uh, I am here. I'm actually. Uh, I apologize. I'm on the phone as well, but oh. I'm here. Uh, <laughs> but I, I I heard everything you just said there. Yeah. So cool. Um, and I'm on hold right now. So you know what? I'm gonna hang this call up and <laughs> deal with this after the show. Okay. So. Cool. Well, I mean, you can just leave yeah. it on, and when they come, just pay, go mute, and I'll just start talking again. But how are you doing? Yeah. I went, we didn't see you last week. How's everything going? Uh, good. I'm just uh, sleepy this morning, but um, things are things are good. Last weekend was good. Um, been a lot of wrestling stuff going on, it seems. But um, yeah, went to uh, went to Collision a week ago today in dreary eerie pennsylvania um and overall was a pretty good experience um even though it was very much a a b show uh in a lot of ways um roster wise and stuff it uh in some ways those end up being the better shows so sure um you know i think last week like expected danielson and kingston to be fantastic as it was um was looking forward to Garcia and Andrade, which was fun. Um, but I don't know if I had, I really like Claudio and Brody King, um, both of them, but I don't know if I had the biggest expectations for that match. And that match ruled. That was the opening match last week was so good. Um, one of the better matches that I've seen in person in quite some time. So um, it was a good time. Um, yeah. You know, I, I was just talking first time in that, yeah. in that rink and, Erie in years. So I was gonna say I don't even know where it is in Erie, and I was in Erie not too long ago. It's like uh, uh, close to the water. You okay. gotta drive downtown. Uh, it's right next to the baseball field too. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. I was gonna say um, uh, not. A, I mean, if you're going to Erie on the throughway, uh, first of all, like the visibility was non-existent getting into Erie because they've never had good weather in their entire history as a city. Um, <laughs> you gotta go in the middle of the summertime. Okay. <laughs> I'd rather not, um, rather just not at all, but sure. no, it was good. I mean, I just, how does Erie have like everything as a city in terms of like those random, like chain restaurants that you don't see anywhere else around here? Like how does, how does Erie get like Perkins and sheets and Eaton park and Quaker steak and all these things? But I mean, I guess that's what they get because there's nothing else to do there. But well, they have a they do have an OHL team, which is pretty cool yeah. for a city in Pennsylvania. But they, they've got a beautiful lakeside uh, facility there, uh, facilities out there, like you know, and they do a lot of like events around the lake. Uh, you know, the, what they the harbor is that what they call it? I remember because uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I was actually actually one of the only times I've ever played in a roller derby game was in that that big convention center right next to the lake, and it was just so cool. I just thought it was a really neat area. A lot of uh, a lot of restaurants and bars in that area, so it's really 
Uh, it's, it's, you know, I, you know, I had a good experience, but I can imagine, I mean, I've heard p- stories about people driving by it in the middle of winter where, you know, you don't, oh, yeah. e- you don't even see it because it's snow is blowing so hard. So I've had some close calls, uh, weather wise driving in that city. So that's what always kind of sticks out to me. I, I mean, and more just coming to me that I hadn't even thought of in this past week or so. Um, wow. Yeah. There was a time, uh, after a pay-per-view in Pittsburgh that uh, John McChesney and I were traveling to then the then eerie house of one, the blade pepper parks. Sure. And we literally, this was December. Uh, this is after what Armageddon 07. Uh, you, you couldn't see the exit on throughway. Like we had to guess where oh, no. the road went. It was horrifying. Oh, no. <laughs> so and that's just one of I mean, there were like icy hills in Erie where my car was my old Taurus was sliding down the hill. Uh, I, I lots of Erie stories. So this one, though, no, no issues. Um, a little unfortunate, though, that like more people weren't there that like within the company that I know and stuff. Yeah, um, it was a very, very light roster for uh, that show. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was a, it was a live show too. So, I mean, it was, you know, obviously you were there, um, but it, uh, you know, it was, it was a good, it was a good, you know what? And the thing about it is this continental cup thing they're doing, you know, a lot of people were critical in the beginning of it, but man, we are getting some great wrestling out of that tournament. You know, I, last night, yeah. last night, Daniel Bryan and Daniel Garcia, you know, Ryan Danielson, sorry, and Daniel Garcia. Yeah, that was a, what a fun match that was last night. You know, one of uh, Garcia's best matches in AEW. Uh, probably my favorite match of the tournament so far. Um, I, I mean, it's gonna be tough, like, because that I'm always gonna be a little biased toward uh, Daniel's matches, but like, I, I just think that that absolutely ruled. Um, he held his own in there again with Garcia. Um, it went back and forth. It was crazy hard hitting. Um, I feel like we're getting a lot of those type of finishes in this tournament now with the um, like not really submitting or um, getting pinned or whatever, like kind of protecting people. Um, so I, I kind of almost have like mixed feelings on the tournament a little bit. And I hate that I do because it it is really good. Like, um, these matches that we're getting are fantastic. I've, I've just been like, obviously I've complained quite a bit in recent months about like, it's the same people every show. And this tournament forces it to be six weeks of the same people every show um, that I'm missing a lot of the roster right now. But um, these matches are, are really good. It's unfortunate too. I think that like some people are out of the tournament so early, um, but it's still it's still good. I'm just hoping that they pay it off with somebody winning the tournament that actually benefits from it. So, yeah, well, like I Brian mean, Danielson doesn't need the ROH title again. No. Uh, John Moxley doesn't need to win. Like, all, like please help this elevate. Brody King's got a good chance right now. Um, you know the way that his uh, spot in the standings is at this point. So that'd be great for him. Um, would have been great for Garcia or or others, but we'll see what happens. It seems like uh, that that they, they've been teasing this a bit. This uh, Garcia and uh, Magic uh, split a little bit. Uh, they did a little bit of that last night because because uh, 
because Ma- Magic was on commentary and he was like, "Don't dance," and he danced and he lost because he felt he lost because he, you know, Daddy Magic there said he lost because he danced. yeah. Which in reality, I mean that like the dance was a half a second and yeah. didn't make a difference. But no, they've been playing that up for quite some time. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like. I like the idea of Garcia just being on his own, but um, I liked him with 2.0 more than like when we got toward the end of the JAS and he was with everybody and there was just too much going on there. So um, I, I don't know. I mean, to be honest, like I just, I also just want to see more of 2.0. Um, sure. Yeah. I mean, Matt uh, came out for commentary. Yeah. I think it was commentary in Erie and then commentary for last night and stuff. And he's really entertaining at that too. Um, but it was nice to, nice to see he got like an entrance during the commercial break last week. And um, I'm happy he at least got to do that for the, the shows in Montreal. Um, kind of wish he had gotten to do more in that town in the hometown thing. Um, but at least like, it seems Tony makes an effort to get people something when they're in or near their hometowns so and it's not the vince mcmahon like we got to embarrass you in your hometown thing sure and and you know garcia also came out in his solo gear too so last night they they made a point of mentioning it or you know during commentary so which he hadn't worn since the jas days you know um which was good you know it's amazing how much of a difference you know wearing trunks or you know pants like the, the amount of like storyline we can work into something like that. Like, does it really make a difference? Um, like if he had, like, if it wasn't pointed out, like he could have just came out wearing the trunks, like at any time during the JS and nobody would have said anything, but it's like, Oh, he's an entertainer now because he wears pants. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. he's a wrestler again because he's not wearing the full pants. And he had the, like, he, he had the kick pads on the rest of life was like that. Yeah. He had the nice yeah. shiny, the shiny kick pads that went, went, you know, along with his shorts as well. So, you know, what whole- is John Moxley doing wearing kick pads? Can we just talk about that for a second? <laughs> sure. If it makes no sense for him to be wearing kick pads, <laughs> like he, he hasn't. And like now all of a sudden, like, is this like a, a permanent thing? Like, I, I just don't, there's a lot about John Moxley's character and booking and everything that I just don't totally understand. But, um, yeah, that it's just like comical to be honest to yep. to see that at this point. Well, he's so, up too. He's I didn't he eliminate- maybe he'll be coming out in trunks again, <laughs> like in like the John Moxley of two thousand nine CZW again. Well, I was gonna say or the or the the jort like things he had there for a while. You know, the half shorts, half jorts. You know, uh, I don't even remember. Yeah. yeah. Well, but it was you know he was. Um, he he's already uh, won three right in this tournament, so he's up. I think he's. Yeah. Al- I think someone's eliminated. For, I think there's a couple of eliminations because of that so far. Um, Lethal's out, and yeah. Mark Briscoe's out. Yeah, yeah. I'm not the- sure where does that put I, Garcia's not out yet, but that loss last night puts him in. I think like danger mode of being yeah. out. Um. So and there was someone pointed out Brian Danielson is working three matches in this tournament this week, including tonight. Yeah, they uh, keep saying uh, that there were three matches in seven days or whatever. When like in reality, it's it's worse than that because it yeah. was Saturday in Erie, Tuesday in Montreal, and Wednesday in Montreal. So that's less than seven days that yeah. he's doing all these matches uh, in a row or did them. But 
Luckily, I've been able to avoid spoilers for tonight's show. Yeah, so, me too. I've not seen uh, anything. It makes me nervous with like the. I I don't get as nervous with like Rampage, um, and stuff. But like people love to put posts out there. Facebook loves to suggest wrestling posts to me that I don't <laughs> seek out and are like from pages that I don't follow and stuff. But yeah. here's your spoilers and stuff. So well, when they put spoilers in the subject, it pisses me off because that's that's you know it's like you can't avoid seeing a subject of a lot of things, you know. Yeah, or they don't like enter down enough for like the spoiler to not be right there too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That that stuff's frustrating to me, and I will continue to have the debate with people about like, oh, well, the ratings show that it doesn't make a difference if it's taped or live. BS. <laughs> it it absolutely has a different feel, especially I'll be honest with AEW more than WWE or other places because like sometimes like the commentary edits and stuff like you can just tell like you could there are shows that like you could just have me watch and not know what show it is or when it like i could tell if it's taped or not like watching it it's a different feel there's a different energy there's all that kind of stuff and i've said it before from a play-by-play side too like i love calling shows live and especially like on live streams and stuff like that uh when i have to do a show in post oh yeah awful like i can say you can tell you can tell but i hate there's no way of replicating that feeling of like being in the arena live when hockey was moving to like people calling games remotely uh for a little bit there and not being at the arena like no thank you like i was not going to do that um it's just not the same thing so i you know this is a rare week that collision is not live um but at least the card is is pretty good so i'm sure it'll still be a good show but um, I'm glad that that's not the norm. I was going to say, uh, not only um, did we get a lot of Brian Danielson, but also a big announcement of a Canadian tour by AEW on Wednesday, uh, which yeah, going some places they hadn't gone before. I think was it Vancouver is one of them that they're yeah. Vancouver's on there. Yeah. Uh, Quebec City's on there. London's on there. Toronto, Ottawa's of course, on there. I think Toronto. They go back to Toronto. They yeah. go back to Calgary. Um, going across my Canadian geography. And by the way, I just want to let you know that Toronto's short, closer than than Erie. I think isn't it, or maybe not. Maybe the same uh, distance. No. no. Um, if I mean, if you're going to Toronto to the Rico, not the Rico Coliseum, the Coca Cola Coliseum. Now it used to be the Rico. If you yeah. don't hit, if you don't hit traffic, and the border. Uh, like the custom customs agent is nice, you could probably get there in the same amount of time as Erie, but most most times it's going to take you a little bit longer to get there. But it's not too bad. London's still pretty close. Ottawa's not that far. Um, I'm intrigued by the Quebec City one, to be honest, because I still have not been in that arena, that newer arena in Quebec City. I was going to go to a concert there a couple months ago, and that kind of fell through. Um, yeah, they're doing. Uh, I think it's a collision in Vancouver, so that'll be their first time out on the truly on the West Coast. Um, no Regina this time on the tour, which makes sense because that show drew terribly. Um, I was kind of hoping they were gonna add in some like Maritimes or um, some of the other random cities, but uh, and that arena in London also, I mean, I haven't been there in a few years, and so maybe it's not as new now, but. That place rules too. Oh, so there's a huge. The isn't, isn't there a huge uh, casino there in London, or is it? 
Maybe it's just uh, maybe it's Windsor. It's like it's just, Windsor definitely does. Yeah, Windsor yeah. has the Caesars right by the border, right yeah. by Detroit. Um, stayed there. Um, London, I don't remember, but it's a really, really nice rink for a junior hockey rink. The uh, uh, again, these arena name changes, not the John Labatt Center, the Budweiser Gardens now. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of options to for people to go check out a show kind of close to here. And the interesting part about that too, is this is not a, and I think it's really smart. This is not a Canadian tour like they did in 2023, where it's all in a row um, where, you know, you had just launched collision and now you're having collision shows in Canada and they couldn't even get collision yeah. on TV there. It's still streaming once in a while. TSN puts it on TSN too, but for the most part it's streaming. Um, so, that was all in a row now it's spaced out and so there are weeks there where maybe like around the ottawa show or the london show or the toronto show uh maybe there could be a western new york type thing on that loop or something so there's still definitely a lot of open dates around those let's tell let's tell mookie man get it here mooks Uh, yeah, but by the way, was he? I didn't bit, see. Uh, I didn't was, see Raph, uh, their live event uh, manager in Erie. Normally, I'll, I always run into him at those shows, whether sure. planned to or not. Um, super good guy, and he does a lot of that arena booking and stuff. But I would have put that in his ear. I might send him a message yeah. and be like, "So, I'm gonna say, this clearly yeah. makes sense to come to Rochester." You know, like the three days. I don't remember if London's a collision or not. I, um, but you know, maybe bring bring the other show that week here or something. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen a show since the Buffalo show, so it's been it's you know that that one right after All In, you know, right, uh, right after Brawl Out, yeah, yeah. <laughs> days after oh, that, yeah. Uh, that incident. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and then I did see Mookie there though. That so it was like uh, he was wandering around the floor at one point, but uh, yeah, no, yeah, I'm excited. It's good. They'll come around here. At maybe a possibility, possibility. There's always a chance, you know. So uh, yeah. Very cool. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to bring that up. But what about, uh, let's talk about some other stuff. I didn't, you weren't here last week, and you and I were on two weeks ago when we talked about, you know, the, Phil, you know, our friend Phil. Uh, I don't have a, do I have a friend named Phil? No, not, um, our, not our friend Phil, the uh, guy known as Phil, uh, who now is in wrestling in WWE. And I you I think we, we kind of finished the show. Phil, said, like, with Furnace and LaFon? Yeah, uh, Phil yeah. LaFon. Yeah. <laughs> I love those guys, by the way. I, I remember when they were in WWE, at, after a show, they were wandering around the arena with their bags and stuff. And it's like, you could just go up and start talking to them. But that was back, you know, that was a long time ago, man. WWE is very more, you know, seclusive now whenever they come here. But no, the the one we, we ended to show two weeks ago saying that they would be the uh, an incredible, incredible turn if WWE had brought him back. And then boom, he came back at Survivor Series at the end. Yeah, I never got your your thoughts on that after that. I know you. I know we we, we don't we, we're not cheer, re, rooting for him or anything, but they did it. Uh, do you think it was a smart move? Uh, and uh, obviously, uh, he after the first promo he cut after joining them, obviously he uh, he's back to scripted promos apparently, uh, and not not speaking in I, mind. I mean, I felt like the first one was scripted. Yeah. Um, I felt like last night was a little bit more of maybe unscripted, but still being conscious of not 
going too far with things. Um, no, I mean, credit to Triple H and uh, Nick Khan for pulling it off in such a secretive manner. It's really the only way that that would have worked. Um, the fact that Triple H took over the production at the end and they, um, you know, his music hit after that lower third signature and everything like they they did it really well um you know obviously there was that rollins freak out which is uh what we would call like a work shoot kind of thing um playing it up but playing up very real feelings in there um and sometimes those are the best feuds and matches and things like that that happen um i you know i Everybody knows I'm I'm not a fan of uh, punks. Yeah. Um, have not been for twenty years. Um, I um, were you surprised? Good idea. Were you surprised uh, that it happened after everything? You know, I mean, obviously, I had heard yeah, that. But I, I think it was. I think that was a smart way to do it. Yeah, um, I'd heard he had not, told the guys in the main event that that was going to happen after it, so they all knew it was going to happen. Yeah, they told yeah. them right before. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of the interesting thing was to watch some of the clips of like the guys still standing in the cage watching um punk just coming out there and Randy Orton doing this. Hello. And, <laughs> yeah. I mean it was um I don't know. I mean, like obviously it got a huge reaction. Uh I don't know what the reaction would have been like had they not done that in Chicago. Um, I think it still would have been favorable, but not nearly to that extent. Um, where Chicago went bonkers, um, as you would expect. Um, but then, like, the Nashville crowd didn't really care about him. Um, and he didn't help it with mentioning being a Hawks fan in the Predators' barn. Um, <laughs> I, You know, it's something that in this business, you you can't always do things that are safe and easy and um avoid conflicts and stuff like that like uh bischoff always says like controversy creates cash and stuff and like i I think it's uh it's one of those things there i I don't know what the long-term outlook is on it but it's going to bring um some attention uh to the product and i think we're going to get some matches that people are really excited to see um it's you just hope that they do it in the right way where it doesn't hurt the existing talent and stuff like that. Um, that it doesn't make the locker room go from happy to uncomfortable. Um, it seems like, you know, for the most part, things are going okay so far. Uh, a lot of people are referring to him as PG punk, um, with his promos and the way he's talked about stuff and whatever. And, um, you know, I, I, a lot of people are happy about this. And so therefore I'm happy for them. Um, I could not care less uh, in terms of watching his promos and especially his matches Um, at this point, it's not going to make me tune in. Um, I've seen both of his promos so far. Um, I think that, you know, it was interesting too, to see the, uh, the little backstage interaction with him and Kevin Owens because um, you know that they're not best friends either. Um, <laughs> so we'll see what happens. It's it's something. I was hoping that, Kevin you know, was going to punch him. A little him. bit of a spark. I was hoping Kevin was going to punch him after what he said in the promo, where he said, "You know, the guy back there punch just goes." Backstage. Yeah, I was, I was like, "Come on, Kevin, punch him!" I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> and I mean, that's one of those things where, like, um, do I hold it against Punk that he did stuff like that at AEW? Yes. 
do I think it was smart for him to mention in the promo? Yeah, because that's the punk that people want. That people don't want him coming out and just being like, I'm home. It's so good to be home. <laughs> Censoring myself here. Like, <laughs> give me a break. The amount of crap you talked about that company and the people in it and the lawsuits and everything like that, you're home. No, nobody's buying that. Yeah. Like, absolutely ridiculous. The, the, like, if he continues to say that stuff, like, that's not your home. That's where you crawled to after you got fired from the other place. Exactly. And it was your only option left. Like, let's just be real about it. You don't, like, I, I would much rather he's the rebellious guy that uh, doesn't call the place like, oh, it's home. I can't wait to, like, show up to work and be around everybody and exchange secret Santa gifts and stuff. Like, no, you're. that's not who you are. And it's not home. You left there on the worst of terms, the loudest of terms of like anybody ever. So that's a bunch of garbage, like that kind of stuff. Like that, that just makes me laugh seeing stuff like that. And whether or not fans buy it, I guess is up to them. I, I got a feel last night during that promo that some when he started going through people's names and stuff, it felt a little flat on the crowd, you know, because yeah. they want to cheer KO. They don't want to cheer both of them, you know. They he want you know, and he's talking about Roman Reigns and some other people, and he wants to headline. Obviously, when he left, he, his big his biggest beef with the company was he he was promised to headline WrestleMania. Right. Never did. Now it's two nights. There's a better chance of it happening. You know, well, and that's the type. Of, that's the thing too, because I'm kind of like, if you think that I, it's nobody's fault, and it's it's all you can achieve at this point. But like, with there being two nights of WrestleMania, like it's so much easier to get a main event now. It does not mean the same thing as it did like before we were doing this two night thing. Which I'll say again, I I really wish that was not a permanent thing. I understand when it became a thing. Um, and I know nobody wants to watch like those marathon days or whatever, but I just don't dig the two night thing. Um, I, I want WrestleMania to be a big day. Um, and I don't know. I, I have a feeling it'll never switch back because of how many more, how much more money they can make, you know, doing it this way selling tickets to two nights as oh, opposed to one. Yeah. They break I mean, records every year because now they have two nights instead of one. So right, it's which, like, yeah. which is a joke. Like, Oh, we broke the, of course you did because yeah. like, what was your potential capacity for two nights combined compared to all the years in the past where you had one night? Like it's not rocket science. It's not like advanced mathematics to figure out the possibility of, of doing something like that. So um, no, I mean, there, I, I, there are some, I guess intriguing feuds and stuff there. Um, I don't know. Hopefully it does not derail plans for other people in the company. Um, and uh, you know, that specifically makes me think of like after these next few months, like how does this impact people like Cody and Seth? Um, I, he's still absolutely not the person to take the belt off of Roman Reigns in my opinion. Um, and I don't even think he should be on SmackDown, um, other than last night, but I don't know. People are happy and it's a spark and it's, people are talking about wrestling and stuff and, uh, and you know, more than anything, I guess, like uh, as a viewer, like obviously I enjoy watching the AEW product and I'm happy that he's not on it anymore. So oh, yeah. uh, I guess it's a win-win. 
I was going to say, and they really haven't, uh, you know, they have not really said much of anything about him being gone. You know, they, they just, it's, it's, you know, water under the bridge or whatever. Everything's gone. You know, they don't care anymore. So, but I'm sure individuals have their opinions on stuff like that. I, I like how that last night that Punk said Cody's the one who called him up or whatever, you know, I mean, obviously we're doing the work stuff, you know, coming in, but you know, he did mention, he wouldn't mention Seth Rollins by name, but he said somebody was not happy about him being back. And, you know, this just, you know, teasing, you know, potential matchups and everything. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I have a feeling, you know, and the funny thing is I, uh, HBK, Sean Michaels did a, um, Michael Hickenbotham, sorry, uh, did a uh, press conference this past week about NXT because they have a show this weekend, Deadline, and, the, and they asked him about Punk, and he said it was a no-brainer. He said that 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 signing was a no-brainer. And it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, were you in the company when he left, Sean? <laughs> you know, it's like uh, he was caught, you know, he was causing issues, you know. I mean, he was, he was. You can't really say no-brainer in that yeah. circumstance. I mean, there's there are a lot of, I got a latte exploding here. Hold on. Um yeah, uh, it's uh, there. It, it is not a no-brainer. There are a lot of potential issues there. There's a lot of things that you have to consider, and probably a lot of people that have to sign off on it and things like that. Yeah. So, um, I also liked it. It's like, oh, I got a call this weekend with Shawn Michaels about NXT. Okay, yeah, yeah. CM Punk's going to NXT. Sure, yeah, believe that. <laughs> I'd rather him go there. You know, <clears throat> you know, just just saying. You know, to you know, if he's, <clears throat> but nevertheless, he did. Yeah, he did. Bring that. There, there would be some intrigue about that, but uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't want to sound like I'm just hating on the guy, but no. he he can hang better with the main roster than he can hang with those people. True, right and, and and I so. think I think it's one reason why WWE signed him is because he actually wrestled a couple matches, and they probably saw that he you know he still has some love for the art of professional wrestling, and so I'm guessing that is. But I heard that there's a clause in his contract about uh, you know things like that went, went down good behavior clause. Yeah. Good behavior clause thing that went down to AEW. So, but you know, well, you know, we'll see what happens, but I thought it was interesting last night that, you know, he, he comes out and, you know, says I'm not at the end of the show, so I'm not going to have the camera cut off on me in the middle of my promo or whatever. And then proceeded to cut that promo. And I just felt, you know, it, it, it was really hot in the beginning, but I think when he started going through the people, it just fell flat in the crowd. Uh, yeah. you know, I mentioned that, uh, and danger didn't agree with me, but, uh, you know, uh, I well, did, I mean, danger's not here to have that discussion right now, but he's a CM Punk fan. So <laughs> I was intrigued what our interaction would have been like on the show this morning if he was on it. So, yeah. Well, he's going, um, he's on his honeymoon. So, you know, yeah, kudos we to all, him. <laughs> we all like, and just like different people in the business. That's fine. Um, but I mean, I always knew what side he was going to take on that. And he always knew what side I was going to take on. Sure. That stuff. Sure. So sure. It's, you know, it is, um, I don't think that, uh, I don't know. I, I, like, I don't think there's anybody in WWE that's not nervous about like the punk thing and stuff. And like I said, I just don't, I don't want to see it just like any other situation with like part-timers and special guests and all sorts of stuff like that. Like, I just don't want to see there be a situation where his, return hurts other people and what they've been doing and what they're working toward um and so along those lines like do not want to see seth rollins drop that title to him rollins has held that title for a while now at this point a number of competitors and stuff and that's just not the way it should go and and i would 
campaign you know not it's not because it's punk um in this type of situation that returning person should not win a title anytime soon if at all because cm punk doesn't need it he's gonna get those reactions he's gonna sell the tickets and the merchandise and everything without a belt he did not need to get the belt back at AEW. I didn't think he needed it in the first place. Uh, he does not need the world heavyweight title. He can be just as big of a star there without it. I agree. And, and you know, I Same think... Same type of thing is some people are like, oh, Randy Orton's going to take the title from Roman Reigns. What a waste that would be. I mean, didn't he... Orton had... being back is huge, and he is huge. Uh, and, like, that's a big deal and stuff, and he can, he can certainly challenge and stuff. But there is, even though I think people, a lot of people are ready for that reign's reign to end, you don't waste that on an established star. Yeah. You just don't. I was ready for his reign to end when they gave him the, the big gold belt and then gave uh, Seth Rollins, you know, the or Seth Rollins, they had a tournament for the Monday Night Raw championship or whatever they call it, but... Yeah, I, I I suspect that maybe because Kevin Owens and him had a little run in backstage, that might be the beginning of something between the two. Because you know, Punk asked him where the office was, and he said he didn't know, which was obviously a lie or whatever. You know, you know, with Kevin Owens, but that that I think that you know, why not start with something someone like Kevin Owens? You know, if he's going to start, you know, you don't need to start with a champ, you know, to have series against or anything. Yeah, I mean, I I guess it's tough because like. At this point, you've established that like people know about the Rollins rivalry or whatever you want to call it there, that you know that's going to happen. Um, can you hold it off a little bit? Uh I would if you could, but I feel like they're gonna I, I feel like they're gonna go to Rollins and Punk at the Rumble. Um I don't know. I mean, Punk's talking about entering the Rumble, too. Yeah, he did talk about um, that. And yeah. I've always disliked when people are in the Rumble and another match that same night, but that certainly could happen, too. So let's talk about some stuff else. I'm glad to get that from you because you weren't here last week. So there, we got your feelings on that. Uh, this past week, uh, uh, after Survivor Series, this Yeet thing was going insane in WWE. I don't know if you uh, – every time uh, – uh, every time, uh, was it, is it J- Jimmy Uso? Jay Uso? Every time he did something, the fans Jay, were yelling yeah. cheat, yeet the whole time. And I thought it was hilarious during Survivor Series. Every move he did, they yelled yeet. And then he comes out this week and it's blurred on his shirt, you know? And it's like, I think WWE didn't realize, didn't do their due diligence in finding out if it was already copyrighted by somebody else, and which it was, and uh, immediately had to stop this whole yeet t-shirt creation and uh, the t-shirt sales and but it was it was over big time you know and i thought that was uh, how did he start doing this like where did this it started with a bloodline it was like it was when it was like i remember they he started the eat with a bloodline and before you know a long time ago but he just picked it up recently with you know uh him and sammy and uh on monday night raw and i don't know what but uh, i mean you i did you, obviously if you saw survivor series you saw you heard the yeats every time it was just hilarious i didn't see that part oh, of survivor it was, series to be honest i it, only saw the yeah um i saw a little of the women's war games match and then i saw the last match yeah the, both, um, both the war games were incredible by the way uh that was but uh yeah so 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 they they thought they had something with Yeet, and then all of a sudden he comes out, and all the vi- the past videos are it's blurred on his shirt and stuff. 
You okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're almost in 2024. Honestly, like, if this had been a thing in, like, 2018, 2019, sure. But, like, I feel like it's almost they're doing a favor to him. I don't know. Whatever. If the fans were liking it, the fans are liking it. But that word is passed in my mind. I, I jokingly... Uh, at the, I think it was actually at the request of the head coach at the time, but, uh, in, uh, the worst town in the world. And I don't feel bad saying that at this point, Odessa, Texas. Um, I used the word yeets on a goal call in 2018, uh, late 2018, I think, uh, as a complete joke, um, that was five years ago. Like, they, like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like it's weird to be using that word still. Like, society's moved on to their next buzzwords and stuff. But whatever. People like yeah. it. People like it. We got to get Pumper Nickel going, okay? I don't. Where did that come from? <laughs> I don't understand what that means. Is that referencing something? I have no idea. I just think it's a funny word, you know? <laughs> but how did it, how did multiple people suggest? So, for people who don't know, like I put out a tweet or a post or something with uh, the last ESW live stream, um, which is something that so like a lot of my hockey broadcast friends and I would do this secret word thing where every game you would have somebody pick a word or maybe a short phrase um, that you would have to sneak into the broadcast at some point. And I mean, literally the the things that like I, I would let people Sometimes fans chose it, um, though not as often, because a lot of times the fans didn't know that it was a thing, which is what made it extra awkward. Like, why is he saying that? <laughs> um, but I've had coaches, players, uh, other broadcasters, um, uh, you know, like choose like these words that you have to sneak in on the broadcast. And the things that, I mean, like my boss in Chicago would pick like these like medical terms and stuff. And I'm just like, what? how am I going to sneak this in? Then there's other words, I don't, tricycle, like anything you could think of. So for the ESW show, I brought it back and got a ton of suggestions in. And then I was like, you know what? Whatever. It's a wrestling show. I can have a little more fun with it than a real sport and just try to sneak all sorts of these secret words into the broadcast. And there were two suggestions of the word pumpernickel. And I was like, how is this possible for two people to both be suggesting that? It was a fluke, I guess. It must have been a know. fluke. Um, I'm trying to think of like what some of the other words and phrases were, but there was a lot of uh, there were a lot of weird ones. So it's one of those things where like if somebody's just casually watching the show and like like doesn't follow me on Twitter or something like that, like they have no idea. They're probably like, why is this announcer saying these <laughs> stupid things all throughout the night? But it's fun. So whatever. Yeah. yeah. Have we had you on since the last ESW show? I'm trying to remember. Were you here? I think so. Yeah, okay. I think uh, yeah. the week after that, okay. um, like the Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, I see. Yeah, they uh, and they have another show coming up in January. Uh, yeah, will you be yeah. doing? The, will um, you be doing the broadcast for that one? I will be. Okay, um, folks. When he throws that out there on on uh, Instagram, and, <laughs> which uh, I don't even. So that's a uh, Friday, January nineteenth, which okay. is six weeks from yesterday. Um, it's also the. That show is on a Friday specifically because that's a wild card weekend in the uh, NFL and didn't want to end up with a potential 
conflict, a, a schedule conflict between a Bills game on a Saturday or a Sunday uh, and the ESW show. So it was booked as a Friday for that reason. Man, I hope that that ends up being a decision that was necessary, but it's not yeah. looking good right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, well, tomorrow's you know, big. It is. It's huge. And in Kansas City. So it's like, yeah. Wow, we and will, then Dallas next yeah. week. Great. I know. It just doesn't get any easier. You know, I mean, in Philadelphia, boy, you know, oh, all these man, That was, yeah, painful. That was real quick. Yeah. Um, because we're just having fun going on some tangents here. Sure. The, why are okay like the the top football fans out there the ones that want to be like i'm the most knowledgeable i know more about football than you fans which there's a lot of these days okay uh and and there plenty of people like have earned that right um i feel like it happens more in that sport than other sports but regardless this whole defending of kneeling the ball when you receive a kickoff and you got 23 seconds left and a timeout, this whole decision-making, which seems like a recent thing and not a forever thing in terms of like coaching decisions or what the fans think is right. Why are you kneeling the ball? Sports are something like, I understand there's defense first mentalities out there and those have grown over the years in sports and stuff like that. But why are you kneeling the ball when you basically have a free opportunity to try to make something happen, when you're starting at the 25 yard line, is it a guarantee that like you're going to score in 23 seconds? Absolutely not. But why not take a chance? Why are you kneeling the ball to the point where you could lose the coin toss and not even see the ball on offense? If the other team scores a touchdown and it's done, like take a chance. Oh, well, you know, he, Josh Allen might get intercepted. Who cares? Yeah, he might. And it's not a big deal if he does, because then the the regulation portion of the game ends the same way as if you kneel it. Oh, well, somebody might get injured, like hopping for the ball on a Hail Mary. It's sports. Hopping, trying to catch a pass is not even the most dangerous thing in football. Like, give me a break on this stuff. I'm so sick of this mentality. And it happened again this week. Uh, like the same type of thing happened I'm trying to remember which game that was. Uh, Thursday night. Yeah. yeah. Uh, happened in the Thursday night game. Pittsburgh, like, Pittsburgh and New England? Uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I just, like, why are we not? Sports coaches got to go for it sometimes. And I, I'm sick of this mentality, like, where it's like this super extra conservative, like, oh, we don't want to risk anything. Like, give me a break. You have to try to win a game. After that game was the first time, the very first time where I was just like, you know what? Whatever happens with Sean McDermott, I'm okay with it. Where sure. before that day, I was like, coaches get fired too soon. They always take the blame. Everybody immediately wants a change, even though like most other weeks are good. Um, obviously, there's been a lot of success in recent years, just haven't been able to finish the job. Yeah. But that was the first time where I was like, you know what? I don't know where my yeah. confidence level is on this stuff. And and, um, and just a little offshoot. You remember the, they played Kansas City in the play or in in the playoffs. Thirteen seconds left in the game, and Kansas City scored a touchdown to tie it up yeah. to go to overtime. In which they, you know, of course, Josh Allen zero and six in overtimes. You know, it's not his fault when they kicked the field the goal. The Bills didn't even get the ball on offense. Yeah, they did not get the ball at all. Yeah, yeah you know, mm -hmm. and th there's been two games in the o overtimes where they have taken the lead on the three zero with a with a punt with a uh, field goal and lost the game. So uh, you know, it, it's 
Yeah. And and that and that was the other thing I, I think I pointed out at that point that it's like, you know, like in McDermott's first year in Buffalo, they they won a weird overtime game. Every single overtime game since then they've lost. Yeah. Josh Allen's never won an overtime game, but that also means in that same time, Sean McDermott hasn't won one over those years as well. Um, you think you would learn from your mistake your mistakes, specifically the one that you just pointed out there. Yeah. That like this can happen. So you gotta try to go for it. I don't know. I like I understand like sometimes things are really risky and sometimes you look like a fool if they don't work out. Um, you know, but it's just it's such a I don't I don't know if I want to say like a loser mentality or whatever, but like what's the like the I don't know, like the the feeling of sports is you gotta go for it. Like you gotta try to win, like you gotta have something that your like your fan base gets behind and like whatever, and like that's just an absolute joke. And so to to go into a bye week the way they did was just disgusting to me. And uh, all I can say is that, uh, you know, for well over a year, for years, really, because you know the way the NFL schedule like rotates, like my college roommates who are, aside from one one other Bills fan, luckily, the rest of them are all Eagles fans, diehard Eagles fans, which was painful to deal with. And <laughs> yeah. probably one of the main reasons that the Philadelphia Eagles are my most hated team in sports, um, at least in professional sports. Yeah, uh, shout out to the stupid St. Joe's Hawks. If DC was but, here, he would tell you that his team stomped him pretty bad last week. So, uh, which was, which was great to see. Yeah. Um, but like we talked for years about like, oh, we're, we're all going to like, we got to find a way to get tickets together, even though it's a good amount of tickets and it's tough to get tickets to the, the link and and all that stuff but between the way the game ended uh the overall experience of being around eagles fans in general and that weather i'm so glad i did not go to that game that is the best decision i've made in 2023 was to not go to that game it was an exciting game though nevertheless even if they they lost oh, yeah. it, was, it, was it was an was... exciting sports game for sure um and i mean like obviously there's things that stick out that are painful to think about the the horse collar turned into a intentional grounding and all this kind of stuff but um it was still a good sports game and and the eagles are a very good team um but so if you miserable you know i I just wish like i I wish it had been one of those short week turnarounds after that to move past it not this seriously two weeks of thinking about it yeah well and plus you know and plus all the the distractions in the past two weeks as well being you know a few things you know, yeah, yeah, a few distractions, uh, unfortunately. Um, you know, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I guess uh, tomorrow, as they uh, get back at it with Kansas City. But you know, we are Western New York, and that you know, I know you guys might be. I don't know where you're listening to this show, but we are in Western New York, obviously. You know, born and bred with the Bills here, and uh, you know, we're rooting for them. But uh, I was trying to get to my seat uh, at Collision last week, and I had a Bills hat on. Um, and the, uh, the one arena security guard, like stopped me and we had like a 10 minute discussion about the bills. Yeah. It was at the point where literally like people in the row were like ready to like stand up and I was going to walk through to my seat and everything. And then we were just, they're just like, is he not going to walk down or whatever? Cause I, like, I'm just standing there. Like we we were talking a lot about the bills cause Erie's not like, like the bills aren't the number one team there, but there are some fans there, but we had this whole discussion and stuff and I'm just, uh ready to get to the game tomorrow afternoon, ready to watch that because it's got to be, yeah. it's a big deal. 
Yeah, it is. So. And, and, you know, Erie's like halfway between Cleveland and, and Buffalo. So yeah, I'm sure. You, and Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh. Right yeah. There, you, you, so like, you can go either way. But I mean, I've been there before yeah. and the people, I saw Bill's stuff all over the place. So they do yeah. like the Bills. I mean, a, a good amount of the roster flew into Buffalo, drove down to Erie. So, I mean, when you're that close and the stadium is on that route and the new stadium for some reason is still going to be on that route, yeah. even though it should be dome downtown yes uh yeah <laughs> by the way did you see that they fans, you but... see they started building it too i mean they've got like now they've got they've started the base of it so it's a little bit of the yeah it's uh, uh i don't know i'm hoping i'm hoping it'll be really cool like when i went to the game in minnesota uh josh allen's first win um that huge upset back in 2018 yeah. uh like being in that new arena there uh, that new stadium i was just like this is incredible like please replicate this so there are there are going to be aspects that are going to be cool about having a new stadium but i don't know like i guess i kind of just it's not it's not where i wanted it it's still open air which i would love a hybrid there and I don't know. We'll see. It, it's yeah. not a, it's not what I would have chosen. And I guess when I think about arenas that need to be replaced, I'm just always going to think of the Blue Cross Arena at the Rochester Royal Memorial before I think of uh, Rich Stadium, Ralph Wilson Stadium, New Era, whatever you want. Hallmark, whatever they call it. Hall, <laughs> Highmark, Hi, yeah, Highmark, Hallmark. Yeah. Can't, you know, nothing be like being sponsored by the, the 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 channel with Christmas movies on it all year long. Yeah, and it, you know, like it, it wasn't like Buffalo was going to get a WrestleMania anyway, but without a dome, yeah, you're certainly not going to get not an in April. Like that. Yeah, not in no. March, April. You know, no. I, what I it's like to be interesting uh, enough in Philly yeah. in the beginning of of April. Outdoors. I know tickets are still available. We could go. We could go. I mean, it's probably one of the more tolerable times to be in Lincoln Financial Field between between dealing with Eagles fans for Eagles games and how disappointing of a season it was for the Temple Owls, the real tenants of that field. Um, yeah, the real tenants. I like yeah. the I like the 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 only thing I like about the new Bills Stadium is like I think that they're going to have a. Uh, the roof is they're going to have like overhangs on the roof above yeah like yeah. a little like lip almost or whatever that can yeah. kind of help with he's getting snowed on during games and stuff which i have been before you know oh uh, yeah. yeah and but again that's the type of thing like when i was a kid and i like we had season tickets and like you go to the blizzard games and like nobody's like nobody's throwing the ball and nobody can make a kick and stuff like i love that stuff as a kid now in my old age no thank you no, those type of games I will watch from the comfort of a warm living room. So. Definitely. Yeah. You know, and plus you can see better because the camera zoom in quicker than my eyes work. So yeah, yeah it's always an experience, but uh, let's get back talking Pro about, wrestling. let's get, yeah. let's get back talking a little bit about wrestling and some of the stuff I wanted to talk about. Uh, so this Wednesday, this is a, uh, uh, for AEW dynamite, we're going to have the Von Eric showing up. Uh, which is it's pretty cool because they've got the new movie coming out, uh, the uh, which is uh, coming Iron out, Claw, Iron Claw, and the, the, it's going to be uh, Kevin Ross and Marshall. Which Ross and Marshall are the his kids, right? Uh, the, yep. They're yep. The, and they were um, they were actually in developmental for WWE, weren't they? At one time, I thought, or maybe I'm trying to remember. Uh, uh, that I don't know of. I mean, I know that uh, we had a uh, we had a preseason 
weekend um, in Fort Worth, and it was the same weekend. This was 2019. It was the same weekend that um, MLW was running that same arena. Um, and so it worked out really well to get to go to an MLW show, War Chamber, uh, there in Dallas, Fort Worth, the Metroplex, as we'll hear a lot this week with AEW and ROH. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I got to go to that uh, show, um, which was a really good experience. But like that was the show where they MLW brought in Kevin and Ross and Marshall. And that like being in the arena for a Dallas area reaction to the Von Eric family was an experience. There were a lot of people that I feel like probably don't go to wrestling shows anymore, but came out to that show and were just like, like older fans that were just going ballistic. Like they were 20 again, rooting on the Von Eric. Like it was just, it was incredible. So um, I, I think especially now, like, mixed in with the fact that this movie's coming out uh, a lot of people have already seen it and stuff like the timing is perfect for this that um i'm interested to see i mean ross and marshall can work too so i don't know if they're gonna like get a match what's gonna end up happening but uh it's uh, uh like i the von erics were kind of before my time i've seen a good amount of this stuff whatever but not like at the time it happened um but i think that this is a uh, there's a potential for this to be pretty cool stuff. Yeah, so, definitely. And I, I can't wait to see them. And it's something that Tony wanted. I know that he really wanted them because MJF has a part in the movie yep. uh, as one of the Von Erich brothers. And, uh, you know, it's, a, I mean, it's I not. He plays like the fake one, right? Yeah. But, it's, it's not a happy yeah. story. I'll tell you that. No. It's not, it's not no. a happy story. Well, that's originally when they're like, I think now it's set for earlier than that, but originally it was like listed to come out Christmas Day. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like. Except for December twenty second. Who wants now. to watch the Von Eric story on Christmas? Yeah, it's not like holy cow! Like you better go open some presents after that or something to like feel better. But um, <laughs> yeah, I uh, really looking forward to seeing it, and I, I like uh, the cast, the entire cast of that movie is is like really good. Like they got they got some big names uh, in that um, Jeremy Allen White and and obviously Zach Efron and stuff yeah. too. So that I, I think the movie's going to do really well. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Zach Efron showed up on uh, Dynamite this week as well. I know that he's been out promoting it, so that would certainly make some headlines out there if you could get him to come in. I mean, if there's anything Tony can do to make that happen, that would certainly. I mean, people were excited this week for the Turner Classic Movies guy, who I don't, yeah. I didn't know who he was, but people were that got some buzz out there. So it did, and uh, yeah, I mean, it surprised me. I mean, it seemed only appropriate for Tony Storm. You know, doing, yeah. you know, so it's definitely, uh, I thought, yeah, I was going to mention that later when I was going through the news. Yeah. That, Me 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 uh, what's his, Mekowitz? Is that his name? Uh, um, I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. He <laughs> and it's still, it's still too early for Tony Storm to have won that belt back. But yeah, I agree. I mean, they could have, it's, it's entertaining what they're doing, but that man, they could have held that off for so long. I wanted to see frustrated down on her luck star yeah. tony storm not <laughs> not i already won the belt back tony storm but. drama queen but yeah ben mackowitz that's his name uh yeah he uh and he's a guy if you ever turn it on uh turner classic movies tcm that's the guy who hosts every movie gives you the background and everything so that was pretty cool um you know uh and i thought that and so yeah this week's going to be super exciting we're going to get and i i was around for the von erics uh only 
you know, like the NWA style, that's when I kind of like was that really early Ric Flair runs as champion of NWA. And he kept the Texas going with the problems with the Von Erics and Dave, I think David Von Erich or one of the Von, Kerry actually took the title from him for like three days. And I think it it's considered a, uh, a title change. You know, sometimes those ones get to kind of get swept underneath the rug and they, you know, it was only done to draw more people for the big shows and stuff. But uh, I remember, and then I remember all of a sudden the Texas tornado was in WWE and it's like, wait a second. It's, that, that's Kerry Von Erich that, you know, what, you know, and they had to, obviously Vince McMahon doesn't like people coming in with their own names. So he had to call him the Texas tornado. And, uh, and, but uh, you know, that's, that's my memories of the Von Erich family. And yes, I read all the magazines when I was a kid and yes, I, you know, they were all, all the brothers were involved. If I wish I would, I wish I was in Texas. I'm sure I know Mick Foley was down there when they, they were in their heyday too. So it was, uh, and you know, in the, in the Metro, what was the place called again, where they used to wrestle the, uh, the sportatorium sportatorium. And that's Isn't that the place where, um, that stamp was jumping or, or that where Terry Funk had his, uh, retirement. No, no. that was in, that was in Amarillo. It was Amarillo. Uh, okay. at the fairgrounds in Amarillo. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think like there are maybe a little less now, but still like, there's so many people, you know, in AEW that either would have i mean worked back then or uh at least have a big uh appreciation for like that time period and and the world class stuff and stuff that i think it's uh it should be interesting so uh hopefully they hopefully they do it well and it's not just like oh wave to the crowd and we're done um but We'll see how. Oh, we'll we got to see do. this, you know, <laughs> the claw. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was the thing. Cause like the, the show that I was at, like it was, a it was a basically a war games match. Um, and like Ross and Marshall got into the match, but then like, um, Kevin got involved and like got into the cage and like the place just, I mean, the roof almost came off of the NYTEC sports center in North Richland Hills, Texas. Um, but, uh, yeah, you gotta, you gotta get them involved. There's no reason not to give Ross and Marshall a, a tag match, see what happens. And I, I don't know if all three of them are still living in Hawaii. Um, I feel like that's part of the reason why they haven't really done too much with like the major companies in the continental States, but, um, there's, there's no reason not to, not to do some fun stuff with them this week, especially when you've got, you know, a ton of shows this week. I mean, this week, literally, you've got Dynamite, Rampage, Collision, Ring of Honor, all this stuff, all in the same market. Like, have them come out, do a promo, whatever, set up a match then for Collision or something, like, sell some more tickets for that show. Um, or give them a tag match on the ROH pay-per-view. Why not? Sure, sure. You know, I mean... Uh, re- I yeah. mean, there's a lot of people that are missing from that ROH pay-per-view, so... I was going to say, and it's... And it's uh, uh... Uh, it's next weekend, so I'm sure we'll be heavily hitting that uh, next time when next show we're on, going through it, the lineup and everything. But well, the pay per view is Friday night. Oh, is it Friday? Uh, oh, it's right. It's another one that's going against uh, Rampage. Um, yeah, that's uh, so we're not gonna. So I should have probably called that up and talk a little bit about that at least because I I don't think it's a solid card yet, is it? I mean, completely. They've done a lot in the last week to build it up more. Um, I mean, it's just it's a very tough. Uh, it's a tough situation when that they've put themselves in 
and injuries and other things have impacted that like you don't have uh you don't have the world champion defending the belt because it's part of the continental classic you don't have a tv champion though you're crowning a new one at least you don't have your tag champions because adam cole is hurt and mjf i don't know like yeah i figured they were there's still time i guess they figured they would still do something with the roh tag belts or else if the roh tag belts aren't a part of final battle then they shouldn't be with the current champions um I don't think they've announced the pure title match yet, though people think it was going to be Hook, maybe, with uh, Yuta. You've got Blackpool Combat Club against... Uh, they're going to be... FTR and Mark yeah, Briscoe. Yeah, they're kind of like doing a Briscoe tribute-type match at that. And the best thing that they've been building up for months and months on ROH TV every week is the main event of that show with uh, Billy Starks uh, challenging Athena. Um, that'll be the main event on Friday and should be a title change. Yeah. Um, I saw which that would end a very huge, long, great run for Athena. Um, at that point, I would move Athena to the AEW roster, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. I see that they got the survival of the fittest fi- uh, finals yep. with Castle, Commander, Fletcher, Johnson, and Moriarty, and to be determined. Uh, Keith yep. Lee's taking on Shane Taylor. I saw that Keith Lee's like, I'll wrestle anywhere. I'll wrestle this guy. And then Ethan Page and Tony Nese are in an I quit match. So, yeah, we got a lot. So it looks like a good lineup for Friday night. And I'm sure more will be added to it as we get to it. So, uh, yeah, a lot of that wasn't established as a week ago, but they've, they finally started to work on that card a little bit. And Tony Khan did a contract signing in the ring in Erie for that Nice and uh, Ethan Page match and stuff. And, so it's gonna like it's gonna be a very good wrestling show. Um, it's just a little weird in terms of like the ROH side of things and stuff. But it, it'll be Danielson's first final battle in like 15 years. Um, and I mean the fact that like he's gonna be teaming with Moxley and Claudio like that makes that a yeah. a pretty big deal there. So there's there's definitely some star power on the show. Um, and it's uh. Good to know. I mean, this is two ROH pay-per-views in a row that Athena will be main eventing, um, which is a, a pretty big deal. So definitely, definitely. Uh so let's uh go through some news before we get out of here. We went an hour already, isn't it amazing? Uh tonight, if you're watching uh AEW Collision, now this is taped. I'll just tell you what the matches are, but we got Danielson versus uh Andrade in their Continental Classic tournament. Now we have some Andrade news we'll get to in just a minute. Uh, Eddie Kingston versus Claudio. And I mean, right there, that was a main event of a Ring of Honor pay per view, I believe, not too long ago. Uh, it was on the um, Grand Slam. Yeah. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. That's, the, that's the huge, huge rivalry that goes back over 20 years and stuff. So um, it's kind of just like a, oh, this is happening again because it's a tournament um, type thing. But they're going to go to war. It, it, I'm sure that match is going to be fun to watch. Yep. I think Eddie's behind a bit in this tournament. So we, you know, um, but we'll see where it Bill goes. Claudio had that loss last week to Brody King too. So he yeah. can't really, yeah, I'm glad I, I'm glad I don't know any spoilers on that yet. Yeah. But. So we got Kenny Omega taking on Ethan page. Uh, of course, two Canadians, I believe. Uh, yep. Yeah. And Willow Nightingale and Mercedes Martinez, which they promoted last night uh, with a, a backstage interview by both. So I really thought we were going to get Mercedes Martinez in Erie. I was disappointed on that, but 
she wasn't there. The, and like the one person that was there that never did anything uh, in the crowd or in the ring or whatever uh, was Dalton Castle. Was, uh, I texted him like, there's nothing more cruel than making somebody travel to Erie, Pennsylvania and not use them. <laughs> they may have used his, them backstage. Boys had a match, but like, yeah, I saw the boys. Wise, he, yeah. he doesn't come out there when it's the, the boys having a match, yeah. like storyline wise and stuff. Like, cause they're kind of like, I don't know, like that character dynamic and stuff. But um, it was disappointing that he didn't get anything. And then I'm, like, I'm watching the ROH show on Thursday night and all of a sudden like John Morrison comes out to the ring or, Johnny Johnny TV comes out to the ring yeah. and then like the Dalton Castle music hits and I'm like hell like this match didn't happen in Erie come on <laughs> and so they aired that this week I was like that would have been nice to have that there last week but whatever so I digress okay so uh, we've got if you're watching uh, AEW Dynamite this week uh, I'm giving you previews Swerve Strickland versus John Moxley and both of those guys are nine and zero, I believe, or nine points each in this tournament, the Continental Classic tournament. So uh, that's going to be an exciting match. Jay White versus Mark Briscoe, uh, and I think Mark Briscoe's already out, but they still have to wrestle even if they're uh, eliminated, I believe. So Jay Correct. White, yeah, still yeah. can play spoiler and just like still the, try to get momentum from. I mean, kind of like a kind of like just a regular match on TV some week that's not for a title or whatever. It's just, yeah, they're still going to have, they're still going to finish up their matches. So. Including the next one, Roosh versus Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal's been eliminated, but Roosh will be taking on Jay Lethal. Hangman Page versus Roderick Strong. Of course, like I mentioned, the Von Erichs will appear, Kevin Ross and Marshall, and Samoa Joe Speaks. So, uh, and not to dis disregard WWE, if you're going to watch, uh, uh, this WWE this coming week, if you know one uh, on SmackDown on Friday, you're going to see Santo Escobar versus Lashley in the semifinals of the U.S. title contender tournament. Kevin Owens is taking on Austin Theory. This is still a first-round bout in that tournament. Uh, Waller um, uh, is taking on a mystery NXT superstar yet to be announced. It could be determined after tonight's show uh, that they're doing that maybe uh, Waller has a falling out with somebody, who, and maybe that's who will be wrestling. And the television return of WWE Universal Champion, the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns, who's been got plenty of time off lately. So kudos to him. Um, also, let's see, where I did have a Raw preview. Uh, Raw, oh yeah, um, Raw will be best of on Christmas night. So if you're going to watch Raw that night, just be prepared. It will be a best of deal. Uh, and, uh, if you saw last week, Drew McIntyre, um, took Sami Zayn out, uh, hurt with a knee injury during the match and then beat him up backstage. Sami Zayn's taking some time off, which I guess is not too bad of a thing to get some time off. I thought I had a raw preview someplace and I don't see it in my news now, but, uh, there was definitely, um, Let's see. Yeah, well, I CM Punk's going to make his decision after he talks with yeah. Scrap Iron Adam Pierce. Yeah, that's that's one thing. I can't remember what else is going on. Maybe I'll come across it as I'm going through uh, the rest of the news. But uh, this is a big news for AEW. They uh, fired Kevin Sullivan, and not to be confused with the wrestler Kevin Sullivan, but the production guy uh, from its production staff on Monday. Sullivan, who headed up post-production team, was let go by senior vice president and co-executive producer Mike uh, Mansuri. Uh, Sullivan left Impact Wrestling to start with AEW when the company launched. The move caught a lot of people by surprise. I don't really know 
people were looking for maybe a quality to go down a little bit, but they were fine this week. I didn't notice anything to be honest with you. And I don't even have no idea why they fired the guy. So it's like, there's nothing. I mean, I'm sure it'll come out later that they're, you know, but, uh, I don't yeah, know. I, don't, I, I, that's an interesting one. Um, definitely a, a change there. And I don't know if Mansuri just wanted his own people or, um, you know, Kevin Sullivan's always kind of had his style of production and stuff. And there can be, it's easy to have clashes on opinions on stuff like that. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. That was a, that definitely was a little surprising for sure. Definitely. So, um, I already mentioned, uh, Sammy Zane taking some time off Brock Lesnar's daughter, who, uh, her name is Maya Lesnar. She's recently set the Colorado state school record for the women's shot put, uh, she currently, uh, you know, at uh, 18.5 meters, uh, she currently leads the nation in that. And, uh, but man, she looks a lot like him. Did you see the picture of Maya Lesnar? Yeah, she is. Yeah. I tell you, she, you know, she's yeah, got, there's no, there's no DNA test needed there. <laughs> yeah. She looks a lot like Brock and Brock is scary. I'm not saying she's scary. I mean, heck, she probably could rule the women's wrestling if she, if she had that, if she so be wanted to go in that direction, she is buff unbelievable you know muscles pointing out of everywhere you know uh so you know kudos to uh brock's daughter maya uh, mjf uh, may be at the top of the food chain AEW, but now the world champions crossing over into the world of hip-hop the salt of the earth provided an introduction on rapper smoke diza's uh is it dza's i don't know how you, i know scissors cza or sza but this is dza's beyond spiritual I, track i have no idea i'll ask super beast he's a big fan of the hip-hop uh, track which also features Wiz Khalifa, Big Crit, Currency. MJF tells listeners that Smoke Diza has better flows, clothes, rhymes, and weed than anybody else. Okay, so uh, you can hear a snippet of it if you want to check it out. Smoke DZA someplace uh, on social media. Uh, you know, MJF's kind of getting around there. You know, it seems like people, a lot of mainstream people, are taking to him. So if, kudos, you know. Maybe be drinking. Yeah, it's a big deal if you can if you can start to make a mainstream name for yourself for sure. Yeah, you know, yeah, maybe start drinking some. And of now that. they're starting like not that it's not a hard thing to pull off, but they're playing like Swerve's music at the Jags games and stuff like that. So little things like that where you can get more exposure outside of just the wrestling world makes a big difference. Yeah, um, some news in WWE. They, uh, you know, every year around this time they announce uh, a bunch of signings to the NXT or to the training center. A bunch of people who have no training and wrestling experience, but are you know sport are athletes and other and other things, and they they put out fourteen names this past week of people they signed to the training center, and a couple of them, you know, all American Lucas Davis from the University of Michigan, former Big Ten Twelve champ uh, Stephen uh, Buchanan from the University of Oklahoma are some of the names. There's a bunch of names. I none of no none of them really stood out to me, but there's 14 new trainees, and you'll probably see them eventually on TV. I it's interesting that they they uh, some uh, there was a gymnast, a couple of gymnasts signed, which doesn't surprise me at all because some of the best wrestlers look like they should be gymnasts, you know. Um, and oh, absolutely, I mean, that's, there's a big correlation there with the uh, with all the flippy doos and yeah. stuff being able to. And the flexibility and all that kind of stuff too. So. Yeah. So if you go on, online and look at it, it's pretty easy. You can find that information. Uh, this is a cool one. Kyle O'Reilly gave an update on his absence from AEW. The longtime veteran's been out uh, out of action for over eighteen months, uh, with a report dropping uh, revealing that he's still not super 
close to returning, but he did mention that that tour through Canada in 2024 might be the time he returns. So I always that, forget that he's a Canadian boy, but yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, you know, if he doesn't return first under, uh, being revealed as a henchman for the devil. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, I'm still, I, you know, I, I, I just hope it's not jungle boy. Okay. That's all yeah, I'm saying. Be you know? awful. You know, uh, apparently Jungle Boy's suspension is up, I heard, and then they just haven't picked a time when to bring Jungle Boy back yet. But, uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know how that's going to go. I mean, I I don't know. I wasn't huge on him before, um, but I feel like the fan base was, and then, like, he turned, and it just wasn't going anywhere, and then that happens, and it, a lot of fans are upset about it, and now is not, the best time necessarily with punk making and you know waves in the other company that i would almost hold off even longer on bringing jack perry back but uh i don't know i don't know what you do with him when you bring him back um i don't know if he could get right over as a face again uh i assume you'd bring him back as a heel but like not the devil no that would be the fans would be very disappointed with that i could guarantee you that Definitely. Uh, uh, yeah. And, and we talk, speaking of the devil, I mean, Sammy Guevara has now been cleared to wrestle again. You know, I thought it would not surprise me if they want to elevate him that he, I mean, I would not be disappointed if it was him, as long as they're elevating the character, you know, as long as this is going to, you know, this is not going to be back to being a, a tag team buddy of Chris Jericho or, you know, uh, or something like that, you know, a, a good solid uh, singles run or maybe leading a group. Yeah. I could see that, you know, though I saw someone take a still shot of the devil and this henchman this week and then, and wrote Roddy, you know, Taven and like was drawing lines Bennett. to each, yeah, Bennett, yeah. to all, the people and uh you know so i don't i don't know that's still the big the best mystery going around right now uh, in the world of pro wrestling it is i just wonder uh not i don't want to compare it to like the bloodline thing but like it's one of those things where like what's the right timing at this point because everything's been messed up with injuries injuries and stuff like how long can you hold off the reveal or does it need to happen soon or is it going to happen soon? But like the devil is somebody who is injured and can't really do stuff immediately. So you want to hold off, but you don't want to lose the steam of it. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's not Sammy. Um, two two people they theorize are injured. You know, uh, MJF, including yeah. with a torn labrum right now. You know, uh, as well yeah. as well as uh, uh, Mr. Adam. Uh, Adam Cole is yeah. yeah I, and Adam it's, Cole it's not Brit. Not Adam Page either, I don't think. But you know, I mean, it wouldn't. I wouldn't. Just, that wouldn't disturb me too much if it was. But uh, you know, no, I no. Because I, like, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be necessary for him to do something like that. Like he can just kind of get in line for a title shot and stuff. Like I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's some intrigue left in it. I almost kind of feel like they haven't really done that much with it. Uh, and like this week they did something that's not too common for AEW and like teasing a match that never happened. Yeah. Um, which is disappointing in some ways too. Um, that, I mean, it's weird that like on the same night, uh, two things that don't really happen often in AEW, you've got a match that didn't happen because somebody got taken out backstage and then 
the main event ended with like the interference type of thing that that's not super common in that company to have that kind of thing or DQs or stuff like that. Um, I'm not surprised at all that Christian retained. Um, in fact, I, I think that's the right move, but Shayna Wayne did not need to be involved in that. What are we doing? Yeah. I, it's been such a long time since I pulled off better than, than they did. Cause it's been, it's been, it's been such a long time since the last time I saw her, I didn't really recognize her to be honest with you. It's, I mean, because she's hasn't really been on TV since. No. And then like Nick's not out there. Um, but now like what, like is Shayna going to like valet Christian and then like her son is going to be like with that same stable. Like why? Just, I don't know. Doesn't, you don't need to rush this uh, Copeland Christian uh, story or the rematch and stuff like that. I don't know if they'll wrestle at world's end or if they'll hold that off longer. Um, I almost would hold off on it to be honest, but um, I don't know. I don't, I just don't like, I don't see the payoff from this Shane Wayne thing. Cause I don't think she's like, she's not going to wrestle and she doesn't really have like, the above average like mic skills or nor nor would you really need that when sure. you've got Christian there. Like I don't know. I just I didn't I didn't love that. Yeah. And and you know I think we will eventually get a Christian uh um Copeland match maybe in a cage or something where nobody else can interfere and then we'll get the best of it. I mean it was a great match. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed uh the work the work they were, you know both yeah, and I, I mean, I understand doing that in Montreal too. I I totally do. But I would, uh, you know, now at this point, you you either in my mind, like they very well might go into it at World's End, but that's only three weeks away. Uh, I would hold it off till. I mean, I don't know if they're going to be running another true pay per view between World's End and Revolution. You almost think they would add one in there, but we haven't heard anything uh, along those lines. Um, which would be a long break compared to what they've had. Uh, or if you truly care more about TV, um, which is kind of the case in wrestling companies these days, then you hold it off until, uh, what is that dynamite in Toronto in Mar March 20th? I want to say, um, Man, yeah, still, that's a long time from now, too. Yeah, and you, and you remember that uh, Copeland, when he wrestled there last year uh, on a WWE live event that wasn't broadcast or anything, that he told people that he, the next time he was going to be there would probably be the last time he, you know, or be the last time he, you would see him wrestle. And now it's like now there's that was when with WWE, I thought maybe at one point he was thinking of retiring at that point, but uh, now. You know who knows? Maybe he was he he'll come out and wrestle him and Christian will. I he think, still might not wrestle at the Air Canada again with these arena name changes. Uh, Air Canada, the Scotiabank Arena, Scotiabank uh, Arena. <laughs> but uh, the Coca Cola Coliseum could could maybe see that. So definitely, I'd be, which, I think that, I, I mean, would, if you if you headline the Marley's Arena with Christian versus Edge, uh, if you if you don't sell that out like immediately. Like there's an issue. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, they're, they're, I, I don't, I would be disappointed in the fans of the six if they did not sell that out immediately. So who knows? Maybe they're just, yeah, maybe that, but that's a long time away. You said too, they're just waiting on that. Yeah. So. I just wouldn't, I wouldn't rush into it. Like I like, it's the same type of thing that like, it's the same thing with 
Punk and these other people, like as it is with Copeland and others, like like I, it it was good to have Punk come out and do nothing on his first appearance. He didn't need to do anything. He didn't need to go to the ring or talk or anything. You got that pop. You save him talking for the next night, and then you wait like a week and a half for him to talk again. Who knows when he's going to be in a match first? Don't rush it. Same type of thing with like Copeland. Like if you just gave away, like they waited a little bit for his match with the former and someday again, Luchasaurus, um, like slow and steady. Don't give it all away. And then like, okay, we've seen this. We're over it. So um, yeah, I mean, I don't think Copeland shouldn't be wrestling that often right now. Um, Make it, make it special. I was gonna say Luchasaurus has a new name now, I believe. Kill Switch. Uh, yeah, yes. Kill Switch was the Kill Switch engine, which was the te- uh the the song, the theme that was done. That was the band, right? Kill Switch Engine? No. Or was it the Kill song? Kill Switch engaged did uh Punk's uh original WWE WWE CW theme. Yeah, the screaming which ah! I think was yeah. written for Kane or somebody else at first. Um Hot take. I like that better than Call to Personality, but I also like the AFI theme from Ring of Honor better uh, too. So, nothing against uh, Call to Personality, but that uh, that Kill Switch song slapped, as the kids say. I I loved it. You can I used to use it all the time it, on the it show. Fit his attitude at the time really really well. It did, and I I used that all the time on the show. So uh, I remember that. Uh, so that was very cool. So. Um, I did mention uh, that uh, host uh, from Turner Classic Movies, Ben Mankiewicz, was on AEW announcing uh, Tony Storm, and Ben Mankiewicz went on line or went on. And he goes, "I'm not even sure what I was doing that for." <laughs> he didn't have any idea, but he did it on the set and everything of Turner Classic Movies. So it was. I think he did a great. I thought it was great. I was like, "Did my yeah. channel change by accident?" It's like I was looking at it for a while. It's like because <laughs> because that's it came right out of the like break. It's one of those things that like. Like, I don't know how many people tuned in to see that. Like, if there were Turner Classic movie fans that don't normally watch AEW, they're like, oh, let me watch AEW tonight to see what he's doing. Uh, I almost kind of wish that they had, like, just done that and not announced it ahead of time because, again, we're, we're announcing too much stuff at a time. Um, but, no, it, it it worked well for for that segment. Definitely. So, uh, yeah. And, uh, so, and now, now you know who he is too. So, <laughs> you know, who knows, maybe we'll get him again. I thought that, you know, that they, it was nice, uh, back and forth with him and uh, Tony Khan on Twitter. Um, and but- I, I mean, I, I do, like I said, I, I think like the Tony booking, like the Tony storm booking, I feel like it's a little rushed for her to be champion and stuff, but I, I love what they're doing there. And I'm really intrigued for what they end up doing with like Mariah may is a great talent. Um, I love the integration of RJ City in this stuff, and you know he's writing a lot of this stuff anyway. Um, I, I, I mean, even Luther is playing this simple role like very well. Like, I, this is something that's uh, I don't know. I mean, thinking about like backwards hat Tony Storm in like WWE and yeah. like pre outcast Tony Storm and stuff like this is kind of out of nowhere and it works. It's, it's one of the better things going these days. Someone just mentioned, and I, I didn't even think about it when I was watching it, but last, and I'll just mention this before we get move on. Uh, you mentioned punk a minute ago and he was backstage looking for a locker room and they kind of thought that was an AEW reference because 
punks out backstage looking for a locker room of somebody, you know? Oh, I didn't even, yeah. <laughs> it didn't cross my mind either. It's like, but uh, yeah, I guess it, it's kind of an off. I like that Kevin Owens, though, like didn't give him an answer. Yeah. Like, nah, nope. I don't know where it's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's actually outside. Just go, uh, just go, just walk out this door and then will lock it from behind. Yeah. That would have been good. Then they really would have started something. So, um, uh, it's another piece of news, and then uh, I'll quickly go over the deadline uh, lineup. But uh, Andrade El Idolo seems to be leaving AEW in the near future. After joining the promotion in 2021, following his departure from WWE, throughout his time in AEW, he's appeared unhappy with the company and has faced some backstage problems. Member Sammy Guevara, uh, and, um, and he, you know, decided to have a little uh, tay to tay in the back. In October, he underwent surgery for a torn pec muscle and made his return in June. Uh, currently, El Idolo is participating in the Blue League and in the uh, AEW Continental Classic. His contract slated to expire soon unless there's been time added due to uh, missing due to his surgery. He's also slated to go back to CMLL. So uh, uh, I don't know. I know. I mean, who knows? He could have been. Andrade's wrestling for GCW tonight. Is he uh, really from uh, from Los Angeles? The uh, their show, which doesn't start until eleven Eastern on uh, Fight TV, yeah, uh, on Fight Plus. Um, Andrade against uh, Joey Janela tonight, which I'm looking forward to to checking out. So part of a part of a pretty stacked show. They've got they've got uh, Johnny Game Changer and Taya and Cardona, uh, a bunch of stuff going on on uh, one of their better cards uh, tonight. So. Is your um, is your roommate like doing it? Doing the his schedule is so ridiculous. Yeah, they did uh these last few weeks. Like I can't even keep track of it. But yeah, they because he was in New York City like Sunday, came back for two and a half days, uh, then did the MLW pay per view from Brooklyn on Thursday, flew to LA yesterday to do the GCW show in LA tonight. And then somehow uh, he and a lot of that GCW roster have to get from LA to Mexico city for an afternoon show tomorrow. Wow. Not even a night show, but an afternoon show. So good luck with making that happen. Yeah. Uh, so, as they're trying to figure out like the travel logistics, five hour energy. Flies, <laughs> yeah. And then flies back to New York city to then drive back on Monday. to the It's, it's exhausting to think about. But will yeah, he get will he will he get a little downtime over the holidays? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> you would think. I mean, normally like indies slow down a little bit this time of year, yeah. but not as much as they used to with uh, everybody doing everybody doing live streams and trying to find out days where like they can get more attention because they're not competing against a million other things. And and honestly, in that whole world, like collision has impacted a lot with the indie scene and stuff, and like that being on Saturdays, like, I mean, that was the night for indie shows and, and between like people maybe wanting to stay home to watch collision, people maybe staying home to watch WWE pay-per-views on Saturdays now, as opposed to them being Sundays before. And the fact that like a lot of the top indie stars are being booked for the ROH tapings, which are at collision on Saturdays, yeah. it is thrown a huge wrench uh, in that stuff. And I know there's a lot of like, people that are diehard indie people that like almost dislike AEW because of all of that. I don't hold that against them whatsoever. They got to do what's best for their business and all of that. Like I totally understand it, yeah. but 
it has uh it definitely has changed things quite a bit and, they, and, and they, you see yeah. more friday shows and sunday shows and things like that because of it yeah they can't run the same day as wwe does so they have to pick other days and so those days are happen to be on saturdays and friday nights except sometimes. for the collisions that are running up against things like survivor series and stuff which we see how that goes so. oh yeah definitely so yeah. Rob, Rob, I know you got to get out of here. I'm going to let you go. I want to. Yeah. I do want to thank the 50 people who are watching right now. So uh, there's, yeah. <laughs> oh. So yeah, I saw uh, Rennie's uh, chat there. I normally, I'll be honest, I don't normally look at the chat, but I saw sure. that he was going to the sports for him back in the 90s. I'm jealous. Like I, uh, the most I could do living in Texas was to to get off I-35 and see the the patch of land next to a gas station where the sportatorium once stood, but uh, certainly never got to. Not to go, not didn't get to go to a show there. So I've heard a lot of the stories though. So. Rennie's last sentence was, What a dump, but I loved it. And it's like, now it is a dump, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of those buildings, but I mean, that's that same type of thing. Like it was nice back in the day when like there were different, uh, somebody was talking about it this week. I think it was Sean Ross Sapp from Fightful that like how. I, and I totally agree. I would love to see AEW start to run more of these like unique looking buildings, like the Sportatorium. And you think about like th stuff like that. It's the same type of thing. Thinking about like a new Bill Stadium. Like, this all kind of ties back together. Like I loved when when AEW had a couple shows at that random theater conference thing, whatever in Miami. Uh, the Dailies play shows, like stuff that looked different than like the the super modern copycat carbon copy. NHL corporate arena, they all look the same. Like you start running some more like smaller venues that have like a different look, theaters, balconies, like all sorts of stuff, outdoors, whatever. Like I do think that they should really find a way to to get more of that uh worked in as opposed to just like going to the same looking big NHL arenas that WWE runs and stuff, and like they're just all some people like that consistent look week to week. I would much rather see like some, some variety. Here's a Hammerstein show. Here's do a river CW arena show. Do it, like, yeah, a river works. Here's a beach show. Here's a Sturgis. Well, maybe yeah. not Sturgis these days, but like, you know, like the, the, a lot of that kind of stuff. Somebody's got to run the sphere in Vegas. Oh, Which awesome. company is going to book that first? Like that's gotta happen. And I, if I'm Tony Khan, I'm booking that for double or nothing now paying extra money to be like exclusively like the first wrestling show there and like move it away from whether T-Mobile arena or sometimes they run the MGM grand, like move it to the sphere. Like that place looks so cool. So, all right. Yeah. yeah. I better uh, rush to the airport, but Rob, uh, we will talk, talk to you next week. Thank you so much. I'm going to just go before we get out of here. I'm going to just go through the WWE pay-per-view tonight deadline these are some of the matches you will see. Uh, we have Roxanne Prez versus Kiana James in a steel cage match. That will be pretty cool. Dirty Dominic Mysterio with Rhea Ripley versus Dragon Lee with Rey Mysterio in a singles match for the NXT Northern American Championship. Who doesn't love Dragon Lee? I mean, if you look at that intro he does where he the, the giant dragon is flying around and stops right where his mouth opens. He comes out of the – that's where he comes out of the tunnel. That is the coolest intro video in combination I've seen uh, in a long time in WWE. So kudos to that, man. I love that. That's because it, it's so bright when the mouth opens up and he comes out of it. Just amazing. We got Dragunov versus Baron Corbin for a singles match for the NXT championship. 
We got Stratton, Lash Legend, Blair Davenport, Kalani Jordan, and Phelan Henry for the it's a women's iron survivor challenge to determine the number one contender for the NXT women's championship. D Jock versus uh Trick Williams versus Josh Briggs versus Braun Breaker versus Tyler Bates for uh men's iron surviving survivor challenge to determine number one contender for the NXT championship. Axiom versus Frazier for the uh it's a singles match. Uh and we also have uh Carmelo Hayes versus Lexus King, which I believe uh last week we learned is the uh, opening match of the show. So that is going on tonight. If you have Peacock, you can tune into that, get back and enjoy some wrestling tonight with uh Shawn Michaels NXT. I know I refer to it as Shawn Michaels, but he's like the he's the guy behind it all. So Besides that, I want to say thank you to everybody who's in the chat room with us, everyone who's watching. This will show will go up as a podcast uh, later today, and I'll post it as well on our Facebook page. We're also on Cable Access Channel 1301 here in Arondequoit, and uh, we're, we do it every week. I want to thank everybody for uh, everybody in the chat room. Thank you, Rennie. Thank you, everybody. Charles, Tim, we couldn't do it without you. Joni. Thank you for being there, Brian, Jeff. There's a whole bunch of people in the chat room. Thank you so much. We'll be back, same Bat Time 7 Bat channel next week, 10 a.m. on Saturday morning. You're listening to The Pain Clinic, and I want to thank you so much. Check out all our old shows on feelthepain.net, thepainclinic.net, iTunes. They're everywhere. We will see you next week, folks. Thank you so much for spending some time with us this morning, and enjoy NXT tonight. And we got a big week of wrestling coming up, so please uh, be be back here Saturday morning at 10 a.m.